All right, you're listening to Ion Dixie. I'm here with Patrick Smith. Say hi to the people, Pat. Uh, Sorry, if that's cool for me to call you that. that. Works, I get yeah. real casual when I get into podcasting. No, no mode. worries. That's good. <laughs> so Patrick is the head of the film department, right? That's correct. Yep, the director of the film department. That's awesome. So how long have you been doing that for? Um, I actually just started this year, so I'm brand new. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So I, I didn't know that. last fall and came from a university in Washington, and I'm really happy to be not shoveling snow. Yeah, right I now. bet. <laughs> so how long were you in Washington for? Uh, I taught out there for about three years, and before that, it was uh, just working in Los Angeles for a while. Awesome. Sweet. So you've been involved with film for how long then? Um, about 15 years. 15 years? Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool stuff. So what have uh, been some of the projects that you have been working on here at Radio, or not Radio Dixie at Dixie State. <laughs> Interesting. You mean here in the within the program? With yeah. Um, yeah. Every year we have a lot of. Um, you know, I'm new to this, but I'm I'm gleaning that we have a lot of big. Um, internal projects for the university. So mm -hmm. we did um, a really big um, project that revolved around the core themes of the university. It was a big Game of Thrones parody. Oh yeah, awesome! Um, which was a lot of fun, and we brought in um, kind of collaboration from different departments from theater. We had some like incredible actors that came in. We flew them in. Um, we had from some, out of state. From out of state. Oh, that's awesome. Where'd um, you fly them in from? I don't. I actually don't know. Was, one of them was an ex student, so he was just. Oh, that's back. sweet. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, and then we also had um, some of the one of the faculty members in theater was one of our main characters. Um, and yeah, we we went all out. We had prosthetics for the mask. That's the, sweet. The Night King. Um, we had all the different characters represented. We had. I don't know if do you watch the show. I've I've dabbled. I've I've gotten into it, but I've I've never. It's so long that I've never had. I caught on late, so okay. Never really dived in. Yeah, it was a good time, and we had maybe twenty students on these sets. It took place over I don't know eight or nine different shoots over the course of the first semester, and that's awesome. So, you, did you have any students outside of like the film program, like doing helping out with it, doing it? Or was it mostly kind of concentrated on the class? Uh, you know, I think it was mostly students internally in the program. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of anybody who came outside. Yeah, but yeah, they were all students who um, not only come out to work to get experience, but they get paid. Um, so we pay them usually hourly when we do projects that have a budget. That's awesome. That's yeah. really dang cool. That's great. Um, so at some of your past jobs, have you had any students that have kind of moved on to any like like cool positions or things like that? Like what has been kind of the benefit of these programs? Mm, sure. I mean, that's always the goal, right? You yeah, go and for you sure. Survive and you want to eat food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, film is such a broad um, industry now. Um, yes. 10 years ago, it wasn't the way it is now. Every company has a, a production company. Mm -hmm. Every company needs video. Um, the internet has created a giant market for video. Yes. So yeah, students come out and they have a variety of jobs. I have a lot of students that have started their own production companies. Now, do any of them dabble in like YouTube or anything like that? To like Totally, yep. Um, in our particular major, we don't mm -hmm. focus on that type of media. Like skit-based things, yeah. Yeah, we're more um, learning the craft of narrative filmmaking, learning the craft of story, um, becoming a rich storyteller. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, like, do you, I, I would guess that they a lot of them have some creative writing background as well. Do you, do do students, like, help write the production, or is the, are these things more that you bring to the table and then they make? Are you referring to the stuff we make in DSU Films? Because the students, they write and direct their own work all the time. That's awesome. Big part of it, yeah. And, and we have writing classes that they have to take early in their career here. Um, and then we have sort of a series of kind of progressively more challenging production classes. So mm. by the time they get to their capstone, their senior year, um, they might have a crew of 20 students helping them create their, their opus. Oh, so they create their own crews. And, oh, totally. Oh, that is awesome. I yeah. actually had no idea about that. What we're trying to do right now as we sort of change the program is 
simulate the way a production environment would happen at a studio in Los Angeles. So we everybody every set will have a producer, assistant directors, directors, all the different you know positions that need to be there, which you have experience in. So you sure. get to oversee that and make sure it's going according to plan. Totally. Yep. So how much? How many time? Or excuse me, how much time did you spend in Los Angeles? Um, it's interesting because I spent between between eight and ten years there. But when you say in Los Angeles, it's there's kind of yeah. a caveat because the way Los Angeles works. As you go there, you live there, and when you get film work, um, it's actually really expensive to shoot in California. So most mm -hmm. of the film work these days comes out of Texas and uh, really because they have huge tax incentives. They give a bunch of money back. Oh, so I didn't know that. That's cool. And then you'll get shipped out for a month and a half on a feature. But it still is back. kind of the home base for film in Los LA. Angeles. Yeah, it, it always will be. That's yeah. cool. That's I. I didn't know that that was something. I I've always thought that while watching movies, like. Does this is there's no way this is all happening in California, but that's oh, no, yeah. yeah, it's it's like exorbitantly expensive. To that's shoot cool. There now. So yeah. you got shipped around all the time. Like, that's yeah. really cool. I yeah. bet that was a fun way to like kind of explore the country a little bit, meet some people for a few years, and then it gets really taxing because right? it's like <laughs> yeah. how do you hold down friendships in LA and you absolutely be for ninety days at a time. And um, yeah. do you have any like students or colleagues who have like moved on to things like Sundance or anything like that, like or been involved in those projects? Sure. Yeah, I have, I have some students around some writers' rooms around the country um, for different shows. Um, I have students who um, have gone on to be Foley artists at Warner Brothers. So they're out there like creating sounds in a studio somewhere. Um, a lot of students are out there making their own films independently, feature films. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So a lot of fan projects, a lot of like just trying to make their mark, make their stamp a little bit. Totally. And and you got to be patient, right? Mm -hmm. All you have to do is open that door one time, but it might happen 10 years into your career. You Absolutely. Know? For sure. Um, do you have any like insight for anyone? So anyone listening who like might be interested in the film program, like maybe they're hesitant to do it. Maybe they're like, I don't know what I bring to the table. Like what advice would you give to that person if they were thinking, like if this was even like kind of in the back of their mind, like I've always kind of been interested in doing film, but I don't know what I would do. Totally. Like, yeah, I got lots of advice. Um, I, I was, I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker, but thought it was impractical. So I didn't study it in undergrad. I, I thought that I was going to be a doctor. I was going to disappear, yeah. um, make some money and yeah. be stable. You yes, know? exactly. Um, but what <laughs> has changed in the last 10 years is that it's not, it's not irrational to be a filmmaker because there's yeah. so much work out there. So that's what I tell students and students' parents um, when they're concerned about, is my kid going to get work after this. Yes. There's tons of video work, tons of jobs, tons of jobs. Yeah. Um, and also when it comes to, to filmmaking, if you think about it, it's like 20 different disciplines, right? So you can learn to be a filmmaker, quote unquote. Um, but, but if you, if your skill set is in editing, right? Mm -hmm. You can be an editor. You don't have to be a director. If your skill set is behind a camera, you can be a cinematographer. You don't have to be a sound recordist, right? So Anybody who has an interest in film, I think they can find their niche if they come explore it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there is a lot of similarities even with like radio, like that I personally have learned in like my short, short time here at Radio Dixie. Sure. Where like I, I, I because I relate to this a lot because when you, when you think of like, cause I've, I've thought about film. It's been on the back of my mind every once in a while. I won't, I won't lie. I, I enjoy production. <laughs> who does it, man? Exactly. Yeah. You see everyone on the big screen, you're like, I want to. I want to play with the cool kids. Yeah. I want to play with the big kids. But um, th that is something that I've learned just, I think, with age. And I think a lot of college students are kind of starting to figure out is you don't have to do like the quote unquote, like the sexy jobs. Like the, like the, the, the you're, if you're in movies, you're only cool if you direct or write. Like totally, yep. there's, there's tons of stable work. And I think that that's dang cool for like all of these like 
media-based jobs. And I think that scares a lot of people away. I bet I'd be willing to bet like half the people who would be interested in this industry don't even try because they're like, well, I can't write. So. I'm not going to be Steven Spielberg, so I might as well not try. Exactly, right? exactly. And being on those sets, working in those studios, that would give you a lot of the openings that you're looking for. Sure. You know? Yeah. That's dang cool. Um, do you guys have any like big projects right now that you're working on? As a department? Yeah. Um, yes. Any sneak peeks for the, for the listeners? Sure, yeah. We've got a... Um, so the football team here that are, I think, is it just the football team that's transitioning to Div- Division One? Do you know about this? I actually don't. I'm not I'm so completely aware. Some Something having to do, I wish I could speak better about this. No, something you're Something having to do with our sports programs. We're transitioning to Division One, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so we're making a, uh, a pilot sort of television episode about what that's going to look like. Because it's actually, there's some really fascinating politics that go behind transitioning a school into division one and sending them out to play with these huge schools around the country. Um, so yeah, we, we shot with a bunch of students and some, and a uh, budget from the athletics department. We shot a pilot episode of potentially a season, um, that we would shoot for them. That would be awesome. It's just something in discussion. It's not a for sure thing, but yeah, it's been an interesting, this would be like more of like a series. It'd be a series. Like 15, 20 minute episodes or like potentially maybe, maybe 25 to 28. Yeah. Yeah, That's Mm -hmm. awesome. That's saying cool. And this, this wouldn't, and this wouldn't be, fictitious that was would be like actual like interviews with the players and like oh sure yeah we've already actually produced the pilot so that's oh that's awesome is yeah. there like a place people can go watch that right now no i don't think it's been released yet um phil tuckett who's um in charge of dsu films he's been leading that up so he's finishing the edit now and then they're going to decide what to do with it moving forward that's awesome yeah. that's staying cool yeah awesome so um in terms of like the future like what are some of your goals with the department what are things like you want to see accomplished with your students things like that yeah yeah we've really been kind of looking at where we can kind of create a better overall experience for these film students so one of the things we're doing now is we're trying to create a way for classes to collaborate with each other Mm. so for instance our pre-production class is now serving as the crew for the capstone students so they work together they learn how to do pre-production by actually doing pre-production right for these big sets Um, Our new directing class, which we built, is going to combine the directing class in digital film with the acting for the screen class in theater so that we can now work with the young actors. You're trying to make a studio. Exactly. That's awesome. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, a lot of that sort of cross-pollination. We're trying to get younger students onto older students' sets so they can learn before they actually get into the classroom. Yeah, that's that's dang cool. I think that's a really smart way to like... And has this been something that's been pretty isolated in the past? Like, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, and if you guys want to work together, figure it out? I think what's happened is um, we're a young program, so this is our third year. Oh, I I didn't realize that in the college of the arts yeah because we had shifted different from co- different colleges so we're growing our population so i think before this year we didn't really even have enough students to really um to do what we're trying to do now to send students out on projects and to kind of create this sort of synergy between classes uh, but now that we have you know a big freshman class we've we've had a huge um sort of What's the word I'm looking for? Explosion in our population in the last year. Yes. For just the community in general you're talking about? Uh, or just the school? En- enrollment in film. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I think you were just saying like the general people. And so that was filtering into this kind of a thing. But That too. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I think what's interesting is we're finally now have the resources and the amount of students that we can accomplish some of these things. Yeah. So. The board's like, all right, well you can do what you want. <laughs> Everyone wants to play. So let's, let's get, let's let them play. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. dang cool. Um, so do you guys have any like, well, I guess what I'm trying to ask is like to kind of close out, 
you were talking about how you had these uh, aspirations to be a doctor before because this was just kind of something scary, something sure. that seemed a little unachievable. What was the big switch for you personally that was like, all right, time to time to flex that creative muscle, time oh, to get behind man. the screen? That's a good question. So in undergrad, um, as I was going through that sort of existential crisis about yes. my career. The one where the rest of us are going through right now. Totally. I yeah. feel it, man. <laughs> yep. um, I decided to study abroad for a semester and That's just awesome. not do pre-med. So I just took biology and chemistry and said, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to do film for one semester. Mm -hmm. And it was in New Zealand. That's awesome. And the only reason I went there was because of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, I was about to ask. I'm like, well, if you're a film major and you had to pick anywhere to go, I'm willing to bet that was the reason. It was. (laughs) And within my first month, I had some buddies and I had this little book. And the book had all the GPS coordinates of where they shot all the things in Lord of the Rings. And a lot of that stuff you can't get to. It's like mm-hmm. you have to take a helicopter. Yeah. So there was this one location. I took some friends out there, um, and we hiked for like two or three days, um, and finally got to this area. It's near a small town called Glenorchy, um, and we walked into this paddock, and we could see all this smoke in the uh, in the forest. And so we went up to the smoke, and we realized they were shooting a giant film in this part. Of in the that moment. Oh, that's and awesome. And they had all these tubes everywhere that were spewing out fake smoke. And so we, we didn't see anybody. We were like, well, this is kind of weird. Maybe we should see how close we can get. And before they kick us out and make us hike two days back. Totally. And so uh, <laughs> one, one of my other friends, his name was Eric. We actually um, kind of snuck into what we called the mist zone where you couldn't really see what was happening. Yeah, smart. But you could hear. You could hear megaphones. You could hear people talking. And at one point, we hid under this log because it sounded like people were coming close to us. And, and then there was silence. And my friend was like, hey, stand up and see if you can see anything. And I stood up, and as soon as I stood up, I heard somebody on a megaphone yell, rolling, and I was standing up, and Prince Casby, and it was the Chronicles of Narnia. Are you serious? Prince Casby, on horseback, (laughs) goes right in front of me as I'm standing up with this huge camera coming down from the trees, and I'm standing in the middle of the shot, just frozen, just watching him do this. So I hit the ground, and I'm like freaking out. I have video of me, you know, as a kid, just sort of looking at it, like, this is amazing. Um, And we stayed there for 30 minutes and just spied on this one take of Prince Casby on horseback. So somewhere there is a director's cut. With Patrick Smith just on the beach with Prince Cassidy we, as he's riding on his horseback. Totally. We've wondered this whole time if anyone ever saw it. But you know what's oh, the that's saddest awesome. part of the whole thing? Is they turned it into a day for night shot, which means they shoot it during the day and they color correct it to look like night. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. So it's all dark. So I know where I am when I watch the movie. It's oh, the very beginning of the movie. That is yeah. awesome. Anyway, are you at... You, they used the shot with you in it? I have no idea. Oh, I, I thought you were going to so, say, yeah. I was like, okay, I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. See, I did not expect a saga from that, from asking that question. Yeah, as soon as I saw that people did it and it was real and they were making money and having fun, I was like, oh no, this is real. You yeah. can do this. You just yeah. want to be involved. It's totally. like wherever you can get your foot in the door. Exactly. Yep. That is awesome. That's yeah. dang cool. Well, I think we're going to, yeah, we're, we're a little over on time. Uh, do you have any other like last plugs you want to do? Tell the people to check out new projects, anything like that? Or um, this is this program. We're just really excited about where it's going. So anybody who's got even just the smallest interest should come take an intro class and see what we're doing over here. That's awesome. Um, and always make sure you listen to Radio Dixie ninety one three. Patrick, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for letting me interview you. And we will catch you guys next time. Rock on.